Welcome to Dollars and Cents with a couple of gents Making money moves with the finest of gents Come and pull up a seat cause we're proud to present How to make some good decisions when you're on the fence Rob and Steve gonna tell you how to do it the best Hello and welcome to another episode of Dollars and Cents with a couple of gents I am Stephen Ellis And I am Robert Wolfson And summer's here, yeah? Not so much. Uh, doesn't feel like it. <laughs> Not so much. Very gloomy. It is. We need the rain, but I don't think all of that much rain at one time is no. not great either. No. And here in the wonderful city of Calgary, I think we're sort of past the concerns of flooding. So now we can appreciate the moisture. I think there was a bit of 2013 PSD coming back for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, yeah. at least there was some preparations too, though, right? Right. Right. I know driving by the river, the river was pretty high. So yeah. definitely I think that the state of emergency was the right call at the time just to make sure that we're prepared for that. Yeah. Learning what, what hap- learning from what happened in the past. True. And Rob, when I mentioned gloomy, you know, it's gloomy out. I feel like there's just this cloud, you know, literally cloud cover. And then when we talk about the markets and everything that's happening, it feels very gloomy. It does, actually. You're absolutely right, Steve. And I think what we want to do today is just hopefully lift some of those clouds a little bit and give our listeners something to be somewhat optimistic about or at least think about things a little bit differently so there isn't that sort of doom and gloom type feeling. So, Rob, where does this gloom come from? I think a lot of it, Steve, and definitely want to hear your opinion as well, but I think a lot of it comes from what we hear in the media. I think a lot of what... Our perception is is from what we hear on TV, you know, as headlines, the newspapers, the talking heads on TV, social what, media, social media. That's what sells is all the negative headlines. So yeah. I think it just adds to the fog and the haze and that gloomy feeling for sure. And on top of it, as you alluded to, the weather as well. So like we kind of live it. But when you're looking at your the financial conditions, the markets, definitely it has not been a great start to the year. But all of the sensationalization by the media definitely adds to that feeling. Right. I think we often talk about the media cycle and to a certain extent, it gets, I'm going to use that term gloomy again. It gets gloomier at different times. But one thing we've noticed about the media is very rarely are there positive stories, right? There was a point during COVID at which people were making a point of releasing just positive news, recognizing that the news cycle is, is very negative. But in general, that's what sells, right? So we see that in the media a lot, the real dramatization or, or negativity that comes out through the media. So I had a couple of examples here that I wanted to share as it relates to the markets and how language can be used to really emphasize that gloominess or the negativity associated with certain events. So I won't read the entire headline, but I picked up one here recently and it was referring to the markets and it indicated that markets were approaching, quote, dangerous territory. Ooh, dangerous. Dangerous. Listen to that term, dangerous. Uh, it referred to a dramatic plunge. Dramatic. It's that's a very dramatic word. It is. <laughs> and especially, another. Especially when you say dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Use your uh, radio voice for that's that right. one. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the other um, headline was that the markets were solidly lower, that there was a, quote, sharp drop, and that it was spooking investors. So, 
you know, again, it's just the the use of this very powerful uh, emotion evoking language uh, tends to really it does that it does it evoke those emotions in in people, and that really is the point of it. So when we're emotional, we read it, and I think you and I both found that during COVID, right? We were constantly keeping track of the numbers and seeing where it was at, and and. We, it didn't feel good. It never really felt good, right? We weren't getting positive information back. We were getting negative information back, but we kept reading it. And I think if you remember back to our last episode, Stephen, we talked about market volatility. The whole point is to take emotion out of the decision-making process, but it's hard to do when all the media is trying to do is tug on our heartstrings and on, on those emotions. Yeah. So what we want to do today is we want to talk a little bit about that emotional side. And we've talked in past episodes about emotional investing and how that is a factor in our decision making, that behavioral finance piece. But we also want to sort of put a bit of a different, more positive spin on things. I want to give you ideas on how to look at things a little bit differently to try and take a bit of a positive approach to what's happening right now and I know that's difficult and we understand and respect that but I think there's also different ways to look at it look at it through sort of a different lens so we want to give you some ideas a few sound bites uh, that hopefully will turn that around and and give you something to think about and to think about things a little bit differently as opposed to just focusing on those negative headlines so Rob I've said emotion I think about 20 times already maybe right so let's talk about what that emotion actually is i think this is an easy one steve but naturally it's fear and for all of us fear is okay but it's just that worry or that concern about not knowing what's to come that uncertainty you always hear markets don't like uncertainty but that's the same for us too so it's a natural human emotion to be fearful of what you don't know or what you're not expecting because we always want to be prepared we always want to have a feeling that we have a sense of what's happening in the future, but no one can predict the future. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. So again, here's some sound bites, as you as you said. But there's a famous saying that says, "There's nothing to fear but fear itself." So I think that is kind of truthful in this instance for sure. Right. I think to a great extent, the market is really reacting on fear. Right. I I read a, a quote. So here's another sound bite. Everyone left the party at the same time when the S and P five hundred opened up a couple of days ago. Everything was down except for one position. And I challenge people to sort of look at that and to really say that makes sense. Fundamentally, that makes sense and not just chalk it up to a fear reaction. So when we talk about being fearful, I think a lot of people, if we talk to individuals, they might argue, well, I'm not worried. I'm not fearful. But when you see something like that, you realize, call it the greater population, is fearful and is reacting as such. So as much as there may be sensible investors out there, clients of ours who were advising not to sell, not to sell into that fear, or as Warren Buffett likes to say, be greedy when others are fearful, then there are people out there doing that. But the greater population is is all leaving the party at the same time, all selling. Yeah, the analogy is you're in the movie theater someone pulls the fire alarm and everyone just rushes for the exits instead of looking around to see if there's actually a reason to rush to the exits for that herd mentality. Use logic, make your own decisions. Don't just act on the emotion. 
All right, so that's a, a good first step. I also think just to sort of move on to how we can uh, not necessarily benefit, I, I don't want to say benefit, but certainly there is that byproduct that is possible as a result of making good decisions when the market does pull back. But reframing the bear market, right? We know we're officially in a bear market environment in the U.S. at the moment uh, with the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ dipping below 20% off the highs. Yeah, NASDAQ's even at 30, I believe. So you're, you're right, Steve. But it's about reframing that and thinking about it differently. And so as opposed to seeing it as, you know, leaving the party with everyone else, looking at it more as an opportunity. So by reframing a bear market and looking at it as an opportunity, we can certainly take advantage of that dip in the market. And it's funny because I, I read a quote, you know, we were looking for some positive sound bites and I read a quote that the stock market's the only place where people don't like a sale. It's true. So reframing it could be looking at it as all of these assets are on sale now. And as per our last episode, depending on what your time horizon is, there's some great value right now. So you definitely need to take a look at your own individual circumstance and realize that stocks are on sale, to your point. Some good value out there. Right. And I think that's a good transition to another point here, Rob, and that is that everyone's situation is different. So during these times, we often hear from our clients, our friends, our family that, let's just use the example, my neighbor told me, my neighbor sold everything, or my neighbor suggesting that I sell everything. And it's important to look at your own situation, right? Your own time horizon, your own long-term plan, and focus on that. Not everyone's situation is the same. Not everyone feels the same about it, and there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution. Yeah, Steve, you mentioned that we're currently in a bear market, especially on the U.S. markets right now. And one thing that I think about a soundbite for listeners to take away is, and you hear it all the time, and I hear Jim Cramer say it a lot specifically, bulls make money, bears make money, pigs get slaughtered. And all that really means is that it doesn't matter if we're in a bull market or a bear market, if you're sticking to your own individual investing style and your time horizon and what works for you, there's, way, there's ways to make money in all types of markets, except for when you're greedy. And that's where the whole pigs get slaughtered come in. So don't be greedy, but just stick to your style, stick to your process, and stick to your time horizon. So Rob, you mentioned sticking to your own, we'll say mandate, to sum all of that up, your own investment mandate. So really making sure you have a plan. Let's not get ahead of ourselves and talking about sticking to your plan if you don't already have one. Right. So having a plan in place. And then I think it's important, too, that you're able to, you know, what I call zoom out a bit, right? It's easy to kind of zoom in on what's happening today, you know, yesterday, shorter term, inflation, you know, war, et cetera, focusing on those things. I think sometimes we need to kind of zoom out and look at our long-term strategy and say, am I still on track? So we may be focusing on the decline we've seen in the markets in the last six months and ignoring the growth we've seen over the last three to five years, right? And the potential growth going forward and the fact that we've got a long-term time horizon. So just zooming out is really important and focusing. We often say to people, focus on the long-term. And I think a lot of times that doesn't mean much to people, right? They, you know, they still tend to be quite zoomed in on what's happening right now. 
and ignoring the long term. So just zoom out a little bit, look at your strategy, look at your overall plan. And it also allows you to kind of look back as well as forward. And I think that's important. So you see, you talked about the fact that people tend to not appreciate a sale in the stock market. They just focus on the negative aspect that stock prices or equity prices are down. But really, to your point, you have to look forward. There's a very famous saying as well, or soundbite as you're referring to, this time is different. It's not. History doesn't repeat itself. That is true, but it does rhyme. So every time we have a pullback like this, where we do have equity market volatility, looking forward, markets tend to rally back and come back. It's unsettling when we're going through the downtrends. So for sure, it hasn't been a great start to the year for 2022 so far. So have patience, stick to your plan. You'll you'll come out okay. It's also important too during these times to look and make sure you have a quality portfolio, right? So this is where we start to really kind of see where people's true risk tolerance is. We often say your risk tolerance shouldn't change based on market conditions. So it's important to really look at yourself and assess your situation to make sure that you are as tolerant for risk in a down market as you have been in in an up or positive market. And then again, looking forward and saying, Okay, where do I want to be positioned based on where the markets are and where I'm going forward? So just making sure and and judging and and having some quality in your portfolio. Rob, I think it was last episode you mentioned that the markets go up an escalator and down an elevator. It's true. I did say that. Right. And I think, again, just understanding that phenomenon, understanding that the markets don't go straight up or down. So this expectation that based on the previous year or two years or whatever it may be, that that's just going to continue is very unfounded. So having an understanding of the fact that the markets don't go straight up or down, to go back to your point about history rhyming, we've seen this before. It's not a new phenomenon. It may be for a different reason, and that's where it's not repeating itself. It's rhyming, right? Market's going to go down again in the future. We're going to have another bear market at some point in time. We know that, but it's going to be for something different. Right, Stephen. Hear a lot too, the, the, the soundbite or the saying, don't try to catch a falling knife. So when the market's going down, doesn't mean you need to step in right away. You can let things level out a little bit so you feel more confident about your purchase. To your point that you said earlier, go buy quality companies because they will survive and they will rise when the markets start to come back again. So let things level out. Don't try to catch that falling knife. Buy good quality and over the long term, you'll be a winner. Right. We talked on our last episode about doing nothing when the market's dropping. And again, I think we we elaborated on that to suggest that it's not necessarily doing nothing. It's just not selling into the panic. And then beyond that, as you suggest, finding some good quality, stepping in when you're comfortable to do so, when you have a little bit of support in the market as well. And I have to say, we're not going to catch the bottom. We're not going to try and time the market here. Right? We're not going to try and find where that bottom is. We're just going to try and find good value and good quality companies. So looking at it as a sale of sorts and, again, embracing a sale in the stock market like we might embrace a sale at a retail store, for example, or a grocery store or on an automobile. So, Steve, you're assuming that there's actually product on the shelf, no supply chain issues. You can actually go buy an automobile yeah, exactly. or a computer. Or Are we going to talk about COVID again? 
Well, our listeners were expecting us to say it at least once in this episode, so there it is. It's been a while. I don't think we said COVID once in our last one, so now we have to throw it in there. That's right. COVID and emotions. (laughs) That's right. How many times have we said those words? And another soundbite, Steve, which I know all of our listeners will know, again, trying to reframe this as a way to find positivity out of everything that's happening in the markets these days, is buy low, sell high. So now's the opportunity to buy low. And to be clear, Steve, we're not saying go out and buy today, wait till you're comfortable to do so. But if you've been looking for an opportunity to deploy some cash or invest into the market, it's a great time now with the valuations where they're at. The hardest part of the emotional mindset of trading is to buy low and sell high. People typically want to ride their winners high and not buy something because it's lower. But that's we should be doing exactly the opposite, taking advantage of any profits that you still have in your portfolio. Don't be afraid to take some profits, raise some cash, and go redeploy into some of these companies, to your point, that are on sale today. So, Rob, really to sum up, we kind of found five sound bites that we, we both liked that we want to share and really want our listeners to focus on during this, this gloomy time. So the first one, be patient and think long-term. Secondly, Steve, disregard the short-term forecasts. Right. So... I, I know I only said five, but to put those two together, zoom out. I really like that idea of zooming out. The third one is don't try to time the market. And I know we talked about that in respect to buying, but I think more importantly, during this time anyway, and what we're seeing in the markets right now, it's more important to avoid timing the markets in terms of selling and then trying to get back in at the right time. You know, we've got some stats, and I think we've talked about it before, that the timing of getting back in is very difficult, and you often miss a lot of the, the uptick that comes on the on the bottom of the market. Yeah, the famous saying, which I'm sure most listeners have heard, is it's time in the market, not timing the market. And of course, Steve, the fourth quote that we saw, which really uh, resonated with us, is that markets fluctuate, so you have to stay the course. And we've said that a lot throughout this episode. Right. Stick to your plan. First, make sure you have your plan and then stick to it. And finally, see that market correction or that bear market as an opportunity. So reframe your thinking to see it as a positive thing, not necessarily a negative thing. Difficult to do, we understand, but something that will really help you with your decision making and hopefully take some of that emotional decision making out of that process for you. So Steve... Using all of the new information that we just learned today, I'm going to take all of this rain as an opportunity to make my grass green. Oh, good one. Right? Good one. And then the flowers are going to bloom. It's going to smell wonderful in the backyard. And then the sun's going to come out after the cloud, and then we're going to go golfing. Right. And the golf courses, the greens will be in pristine shape. Pristine shape. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, well framed, Rob. Thank you. Way to reframe that uh, situation. And I don't need to turn on my sprinklers as much because Mother Nature has done it itself, so I'm going to save on my water bill. Oh, wow. You're just taking it one step further now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, energy costs are really high right now, so I'm really thinking about everything. He's such a positive guy. You could shower out there, too. (laughs) I don't want to do that. No? No. Come on. Mm. Uh, Be earthy. The, The neighbors wouldn't like that. Wow, you can keep your trunks on. It's true. I would hope you would. So, Rob, you mentioned golf, but I know you haven't been out yet. I have my first round coming up this weekend for Father's Day. Oh, nice. Where are you playing? Inglewood. Shout out to Inglewood. 
My father is actually a member there as well. It's a hidden gem in the middle of the city for sure. Right. I'm playing as well, so we'll compare scores on Monday. Where are you playing at? The Canmore Golf and Curling Club. Excellent. Yes. Mountain Views. My home track. That's right. It's beautiful. It's going to be good, and I do hope the weather holds, but apparently you don't care because you love the rain. <laughs> <laughs> also a hidden gem in the middle of Canmore. Yes, a hidden gem for sure. Rob, you're probably going to tell me that there's some benefits to carrying an umbrella around if it does rain, some kind of positive spin. No, I got nothing there, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it keeps the arm warm while you're playing, just well, by holding an umbrella. You know my golf game. I'm going to be swinging the club a lot, so I'll get my exercise. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, you're not going to have time to hold an umbrella. That's right. It's going to be swinging the whole time. So whether you're playing golf or hanging out with your family or whatever you're planning on doing on Sunday, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day. And Rob, from one gen to another, happy Father's Day. Right back at you. And as always, I'm Stephen Ellis. And I'm Robert Wolfson. And we are... A couple of gents. And we'll talk to you again soon.